Are you ready to level up the podcast for leaders, entrepreneurs, and business with your hosts, Jose Medina and Crystal Garcia? It's time to level up. Welcome to the next episode of Level Up, the podcast that focuses on leadership, self-improvement, and continued growth throughout our everyday lives. I'm Jose, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host and the CEO of All-American Lumping, one of the fastest growing national 3PL logistics company in the U.S., Crystal Garcia. What's up? What's up? Uh, Last week, we discussed living your values, uh, the dangers of not living your values, uh, how to identify your values, and how to ensure that you are, in fact, living your values and not someone else's. Uh, we had a great discussion and uh, hopefully gave our listeners some insight into what's important to them and how they prioritize their lives and how they make decisions. Today, we're going to focus on defining success. What is success? How do we define it for ourselves? And what can we do to be successful? Success is defined as the achievement of something that you have been trying to do. Okay, so I'm going to read a quote by the late coach John Wooden, coach UCLA basketball team to 10 NCAA championships in 12 years, he defined success by stating, success is a peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you made the effort to do your best, to become the best that you are capable of becoming. I like that quote that kind of resonates with me in terms of how I define success for myself, in terms of it being more self-guided and self-directed. Success is measured different for each person, and each person measures success differently. Um, And I think it really does have to do a lot with how satisfied you are with your life and how satisfied you are with your work or how satisfied you are with your relationships. You know, are those successful? So I think that really resonates in terms of, you know, it being peace of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Uh, it even ties in with your values. Oh, 100%. And your why. Yeah. Yeah, It really ties in with the other, other two podcasts that we've done. If you're living your values and you're pursuing your why, uh, you're going to be successful because you're going to be achieving those things that are important to you. And so, right. yeah, I definitely see success as a peace of mind in terms of uh, achieving the results that you've set for yourself. Success is not measured in the balance of your bank account. Success is not measured by who accepts you and who doesn't. Success is a state of mind where you're able to be self-satisfied because you have given your maximum effort towards achieving a goal or an objective, and therefore you have achieved it. Success is being able to establish a goal or an objective, and then being able to actually achieve that goal or objective and not giving up before you achieve that objective or goal. In your life, how have you defined success? I think it's honestly changed over time because I think at one time I viewed success as being at a certain point in your life where... You were financially stable and had achieved professional and personal goals. And now um, my perspective is a little bit different. I look at the fact that I had a military career and I achieved specific things that I set out for myself, raised a family. You know, now I kind of look at those things and I'm like, I think I've achieved a certain level of success, but I know myself in that. I'm never going to be satisfied with where I'm at. I'm constantly going to want more. So uh, that's, that's also part of your, um, you know, part of your why and part of your values, too, in terms of 
what are you trying to accomplish overall in your life? What do you think changed your perspective? I think your experiences, you go through different experiences and you realize that your version of success is ever changing. I had a conversation one time with a female who in the military, she was really upset because she had asked for a particular position that at the time was not allowed for females. And she wanted to, to lodge a complaint. She came to me for advice on it. And she asked me, what do you think about this? What do you think my chances are basically getting what I want, being able to do this job? And I said, well, what's your reason for wanting to do this job? Like, does it fit in line with with where your like where your your end state is or what you're looking at as success? And she said, "Well, not really." And I said, "Well, then is it really that important? Like, if it's not in the path to your journey to whatever that measure of success is, is it just something that you're doing so that other people look at it and say she was a female and she did it?" And I said, "Because think about this: you're putting yourself in a position of danger." And for what? Is it adding to what you're trying to accomplish or not? And if it's not, then it's just something that you're doing just because, and not for yourself, but for other people. Right. You're trying to look at something and saying, well, other people will see this and think that I'm successful. And that's where you're driving your success. But it's not really where I want to be in the future or, you know, my end state is not to accomplish this. Like, yeah. And she actually, you know, she's like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. And I said, you know, I said, you could get hurt. You could like, there's so many things that could happen. And I said, sometimes you have to believe that you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I agree with that. I think in terms of my definition of success, it's really easy when you're growing up to be kind of swayed in terms of what you think success is. A lot of times we look at people who are successful and I kind of grew up in a a rougher environment and I saw guys who were selling drugs as successful and I see I saw them driving nice cars they had nice clothes they had jewelry they had women and I said well that's success at that age group I was thinking well that's how you become successful and a lot of times we get caught in that world thinking this is what I need to do in order to achieve success because that's your only perspective of success that's the only thing that you're seeing that you can personally achieve right Even hearing adults talk about it, you know, when you hear like your parents say that they're proud of somebody for something or they look at something and say, man, I wish I had that. Like your kids look at that and there's a a perception that they have of what success is based on what you're, you know, either verbalizing to them or you're showing them. No, absolutely. I remember my dad told me, he says uh, he was bragging about having bought his first car fresh off the lot, had like two miles on it, you know? And then he was telling me like, this is success when you can go and you can get a car right off the lot with two miles on it, like this is success. And so I thought that was success. And my first opportunity to go and actually get a car off the lot is like the worst financial decision I ever made, you know? Um, it was terrible. I drove it off the lot. The car depreciated, you know, 10% right coming off the lot. Uh, it, it was a bad financial decision for me. But, you know, at the time I was thinking, okay, if I can do this, then I am successful. I am being successful. And it's not the case. A lot of times we kind of look at other people and we try to put ourselves into that frame set You know, say, well, in order to be successful, I have to have a Bentley or I have to have a BMW or I have to live in a house with, you know, five rooms or whatever the case is. 
And I, I really feel like now that I'm older and I understand a little bit more about life in general, where I want to be and what makes me happy, it's really put me into a mindset where I can kind of think of success as what have I accomplished in my life? And I look back and I go, man, I've always been successful. I've never really failed at anything. It's very hard for me to look back and, and find any points of failure in my life. Although, you know, I've made mistakes and I've stumbled and that happens in everybody's life. Everybody goes through the ups and downs. But I think overall, I've been successful throughout life in my career in the military, in all my jobs that I've left after the military, even in the job where I was fired um, that we talked about last week a little bit, you know, where I was terminated from a job. But even there, I was successful. I accomplished what I set out to do, although it was, you know, cut prematurely for reasons, you know, that was out of my control. You know, even there, I see that as a success. It was just a uh, an opportunity to do something different. Do you feel like you've always been successful? I do. I don't think that I really ever have felt like, man, I I really failed at that. I feel like I measure success by having done my best. So if I went somewhere and, and tried to do a job and I didn't give it my all, then one, I'm not going to be successful at whatever that is. But also, I think, it, you know, in myself, I'm going to look at myself and say, I wasn't successful in that. Right. And I know why, <laughs> you know, right, I didn't right. give it my all. So for me personally, I know that that's how I measure success for myself, it, you know, and at this point in my life, I can look at my life and say, you know, like if you know, I were to leave the earth today, I'm proud of the accomplishments that I've made. And I'm happy with that. Like, there's nothing that I can say, oh, I wish I can experience this or do this. I'm satisfied. One thing that I think I've been I've I've done really well with in my life is you know, I think my parents in kind of ingrained this in us early on is to take pride in everything you do. Right. You know that everything you do is 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 symbolic of you know who you are as a person. And so I find it hard even in a setting where I just like what I'm doing or maybe I just like who I'm working for or working with. It I just can't go in and not do my best. I may not be the happiest while I'm doing it, right. but I'm not going to do a substandard job. It's just not in me to right. do that. I know, um, you know, thinking of a failing when I was a kid and I was in high school, you know, I got kicked out of school. You know, I was failing school. So definitely in that moment, at the time, I didn't see myself as a failure. And I, I don't see that experience as a failing experience. I think that was a, a learning experience for me, uh, you know, growing up. I've gone on to get a bachelor's degree, get a master's degree. So here's somebody who in, I would say in 10th grade, I had like a, a GPA of 0.72 or something crazy like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and then I've graduated in college with honors because it wasn't about doing the work or being intelligent enough to do it. Um, it was about giving my 100% to the effort. And so I can look back and say, you know, even in that environment where I wasn't being successful, it was my own undoing. It was my own lack of effort. It was my own lack of focus. And that wasn't an objective I was trying to achieve at the time. You know, what's funny is in high school, when they had this thing where everybody picked like who was most likely to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I got picked most likely to be an author. And I was so mad because I was like, that had to be what was left. <laughs> Why wasn't I picked to be like uh, most successful or uh, most famous or something? And right. I'm like, you know, and now it's funny because I'm writing a book and I'm thinking <laughs> that really wasn't <laughs> 
back then I thought that was kind of nerdy or not cool, not successful. Now I'm like, that actually wasn't a bad thing to be selected for. Um, do you always succeed at everything you set out for? You know, a lot of times people judge their success based on others' success. So I'm only successful if I'm as successful as this person in this way. And the truth is being the best version of yourself is not the same as somebody else's best version of their self. You could look up to, say, Steve Jobs and say, I want to be successful like him, but you're not going to be him. Steve got fired. He did get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure he learned from that. <laughs> it's It really is perspective. Do you think that there's any areas where you feel like you weren't successful? Yeah, I can look back in my life and identify a couple times where I didn't excel, where I came short due to lack of effort or due to lack of energy or due to lack of dedication or for whatever reason. I've been running businesses since uh, 2009, and not every business has been successful. I've done some businesses that have done well, and I've done some businesses that haven't done as well. But I never really viewed those businesses that didn't do as well as unsuccessful. I just saw them as kind of like a step in the direction of where I wanted to go in terms of running my own business. And so even though those businesses that failed, I look at them as a learning opportunity. And I was like, okay, so so this one was, you know, this one only made $100,000 a year. What is it that I did wrong? And a big part of what I saw that I was doing wrong was I was creating business models that were based on me having to do work and not being able to, <laughs> you know, I, I was the business. Yeah. And so at some point, once you run out of hours, you just can't work anymore. <laughs> part of it was learning that process. We were part of a cleaning company that, that did very well. That ended in, I wouldn't say failure. It ended in a lesson learned. It was very successful while it was running, but then it ended in a, in a lesson and, and that's okay. And you move on to another lesson. I like that you use those as, as examples because um, that's definitely very true. Learning, that's part of leading into your success in life, period. You know, learning lessons. And, you know, what's funny is when I sat down to look at what a healthy profit margin was, I learned something that I didn't know before, even in the other businesses that, you know, that we've done. I didn't know that the average profit margin was somewhere around 4%. You think it's far too low, pretty scary even. I assumed that businesses' profit margins were somewhere around 25%, 25%, 30%. That's not, definitely not the case. If you were judging your success based on that, you'd be way off. What do you think it has attributed to your concept of success? What has kind of given you the model of what success looks like in your life? I, I honestly think it starts with my why and my values. Yeah. And then goes from there, my journey in life through, you know, my experiences. I think when you're young, you, at least for me, I always thought success was you had the perfect little family, you know, you had um, a very comfortable amount of money where you didn't have to worry about things. And so, of course, as you get into adulthood, one, you realize that that doesn't necessarily have to be success, but also that there's different avenues of success. There's different levels of success. That success is very different for everybody. For me, I really think that what's shaped what I think of success most is my experiences. I don't think that I have to be in what others would think as the highest pay bracket or the most prestigious position. That to me doesn't say anything 
about success to me. What says what says success to me is more along with my why. Am I helping to transform lives? Am I am I being a good model for my family and friends? Am I giving back? Am I doing things that are in alignment with my values? And to me, that says something about success. Has it always been the case? Yes and no. I think as you're you're growing and you're going through your journey of life, I think that sometimes you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know that you're looking at success a particular way or not. You're just kind of sure. kind of going with the flow yeah. in that journey. For me, I, I knew when I was in the military, right, and I was looking at being successful. To me, success was about achieving rank and getting promoted. And the faster that you got promoted, the more successful you were, you know? And so I was always kind of measuring myself against, like, let's say when I got promoted from E4 to E5, I was measuring myself against people my age that were in that rank group, 24 and I'm an E5. So I'm I'm successful at this point because, you know, I've achieved it. But then I would see somebody who was an E6 and I'm thinking, oh, I got to work harder to be an E6, you know, so I can, you know, and, and even with your peer group. So I even looked at like my peers that were around me saying, well, I need to get promoted before these guys to be successful. You know, it was like a competition. And then so in the military, I measured success in the military by how fast I could advance and how high I could get in my advancement. But did that change when you saw how some people achieved rank without doing anything and how some people got awards without doing anything? Did that kind of change your perspective as far as that measurement of success? I, I don't know. You know, I made E8 really fast. And so like at the 10 year mark, I think I was already selected. And then I just sat at that E8 rank for a really long time. At one time, I, I saw success as being able to achieve that, you know, that's our major rank. And then as I was kind of going back to back deployments and I was, you know, learning more about what was important to me and and no longer looking at advancement as what made me successful I just started looking at it differently. That's also around the time when I started my own business and I started like mentally I was learning who I was and what I liked doing. And so that's when my definition of success kind of changed and it was no longer, I wasn't pursuing that next promotion. It wasn't as important to me. What was more important was that I was doing something that was fulfilling or that I liked doing. I still kind of looked at money as the true measurement of success. So I still was looking at it and saying, well, you know, if I have a million dollars, then I'm a millionaire and therefore I'm successful. And so I still thought along those lines, but it wasn't until more recently that I started thinking more about success not being measured based on the bottom line of your bank account. And I, I think that's something that uh, in society, we're kind of all conditioned to measure our success by the the commas in our bank account. Yeah. The more commas you have, the more successful you are. And you see it in the social media with the guys posing with the stacks of money and Mayweather with suitcases of millions of dollars and he's like carrying it around. That's a measurement of success for society as a whole. Society really looks at money as a true measure. Whoever has the most is winning and no one can beat <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you know, <laughs> no one can beat him. Like, <laughs> But then people um, say that, but then you see those same people either suicidal or commit suicide. And yeah. everybody's like, how could they? Or their marriage you know, is falling apart. Yeah, and, like, you know. but they have everything. Yeah. But money isn't everything, mm-hmm. right? So to to them, you know, they might feel like, man, I, I, I've done this, I've done this, you know. But 
my family life isn't where I want it to be. So yeah, success can definitely be different for different people and definitely how it's measured is, you know, different. In the military, it kind of gives you perspective when you see somebody like a sergeant major who retires from the military and then you see them working a job that you're like, yeah, you know, a sergeant major's a school teacher, you know, or right. our sergeant major's working at, you know, he's a manager of McDonald's because you equate that to a particular level of success. But I know a lot of those guys, they, they leave the military and they've been leading and managing people and, and dealing with that stress for so long. And they that just don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to. They get out and they just want to have a simple job. Like, yeah. I know my dad, he, you know, he was a uh, first sergeant at one time, you know, he got out and he just wanted to drive a bus. He, like, he didn't want to be bothered <laughs> with yeah. nobody. He didn't want nobody, like, no, he didn't want to be in charge of nobody. Um, you don't have to worry about nobody yeah, else. He and called it, in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it's funny because at that time, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that decision because I'm like, okay, you've achieved this level of success in the military. Then how can you lose that momentum as you transition out? And even in my transition from the military, you know, I was, I was like, you know, looking at that next level of success when I left the military. And again, I was tying that to a bottom to a dollar. You know, I'm like, well, I need to make this much money to be considered still successful. You know, in, in my as I transition from one career into another career, that really changed over time. And I think what really kind of solidified that change in my mindset was the experience of seeing Raquel and Cecilia in their life and how they were living their life and the things that they were doing. Those are my daughters. But they were living so simply. They're not making millions of dollars. They're not, you know, they're not even making hundreds of thousands of dollars. But they're making enough money with the businesses that they're running to be self-sustaining. They don't have to depend on anybody. They, they're not on anyone's schedule. You know, they don't clock in. They don't clock out for anybody else. But they're living their best life based off of what they want to do, you know. And they're happy, and they're super happy. happy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And they were traveling the world, and they were going to uh, France, and they were going to uh, Iceland, and you know, going to Peru. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, how can I be working so hard, you know, to to make a dollar, you know, <laughs> and I can't afford to take a vacation because I don't have the time, I don't have the money, you know what I'm saying? I, it, it was just really, really eye opening to see. Uh, that and then to say to myself, man, how am I measuring my own success? Am I measuring my success based on what other people see as valuable? You know, am I trying to keep up with the Joneses? Am I just trying to have, you know, the fancy cars because I want everyone to think that I'm successful? And really, does that make me successful? Just because you have a BMW doesn't mean you're successful. You could be completely in debt and completely li living paycheck to paycheck. And that happens in the military. You see these guys with the fancy cars and the child support and, you know, it's, it's paycheck to paycheck, even though they, they look fancy and they look like they have it going on. But when you look at it, you know, when you dig deeper, you realize that it kind of shows you that there's um there's a little bit of a facade. For there's, sure. a, there's a little bit of an image that you're portraying of success. It, what's funny is I saw somebody posted something on social media one time and they posted a picture of a bunch of different rappers, what they were wearing, what they were flashing. And then they posted a picture of Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates yeah. and how they were dressed and what they were flashing and the difference in the pay band and then in how they were dressing and how they were flashing completely different. But each has their own version of what success is. And to society, you know, they have a version of what success is. You know, I guarantee you, you could put a bunch of people in the room, have 10 people standing in front of them who are all successful. 
And based on how they look, what they're wearing, all those things, they're going to determine in their minds who the most successful is based on that alone. Right. That's definitely something that we have to get away from in terms of defining success for ourselves. Because I think a lot of times that leads to some depression. It leads to some isolation. You think you're just not where you're supposed to be at when you're supposed to be there. And you're trying to define your success by what everyone else is thinking success is and not really what success is to you and your journey isn't everybody else's journey yeah, so true. your life isn't jeff bezos life i think when we look at business and we look at the success of business i would even say there a business's main function is to make money if a business doesn't make money then it dies basically money is the oxygen of a business even in business you still have to measure success based off of other things in the bottom line employee happiness, job satisfaction, customer service, all those things kind of contribute to uh, whether a business is successful. Uh, And depending on what kind of business that you're in, your business can fail, even though it's making money, it can fail because you're failing in other parts of that business. There's a lot more that goes into it than than just the, the dollars. What things do you think you do to ensure that you're successful? Are there particular things that you do? For me, it's all about planning. If you have a solid plan and you execute that plan, then you're going to succeed. Now, you can't control everything and you can't plan for every every occasion. No one planned for COVID-19. It just kind of happened. But even with COVID-19 impacting businesses the way they did, I saw a lot of businesses fail because they couldn't adapt. Right. They couldn't change. And then I would see businesses that were completely shut down. And then I would see other businesses that were being creative. But you with- know what's what's interesting about that is that if they were a business who prior to COVID-19, they weren't open to, to changing, then they weren't going to be when COVID-19 hit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely have to be flexible and be an out-of-the-box thinker in order to evolve as conditions change. And so for me, it's all about planning. And then it's all about reassessing that plan whenever you hit a wall. How upset do you get when somebody messes up your... Your leader standard work during the day. <laughs> so I, I even plan, and you're right, I plan my day to to the second. Like I come in the very first 30 minutes of my day, I'm planning out every hour of my day all the way until the time that I'm planning on leaving for the day. And my day is measured on if I've accomplished those things right. in the day. Um, and so the more things I accomplish, the more successful that day is for me. The less things I accomplish on my, my daily schedule, the more I've failed for that day, the, the less successful that I am in that particular day. And so I always try to assess my plan, but then I also understand that sometimes things happen. You have an emergency or you get a phone call or, or something happens and your ability to adapt and overcome to that is what allows you to continue to be successful. Sometimes your plan sucks. You know, sometimes you just got a crappy plan and and and, and you're not going to be successful if you follow a crappy plan. And so right. a big part of it is understanding that your plan is failing and then developing a better plan, figuring out, OK, why is my plan not working? For example, we talked about saving money, right? Um, saving money is something that I wanted to do in 2020. And for the first six months, I couldn't get it right. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I didn't know why I wasn't achieving my target that I had set for myself for my own personal savings. And I had to relook and see, okay, what is it that I'm doing wrong? 
Am I spending money incorrectly? Am I buying things that I don't need? Am I, you know, am I not investing properly? You know, you know, I had to look at those things and figure out, okay, where's my plan messed up? And then once I figured that out, then it, it was easy after I figured out what was wrong with my plan. I, I think a big part of being successful is being able to come up with a plan, put it into motion, and then being able to adjust as you, you know, work towards the end state of your goal and, and then eventually succeed in achieving that goal. What about for you? I'm definitely a planner and a lister, actually a big fan of the Eisenhower priority matrix, as old as it is, just because it kind of gives me kind of a visual of how to take things, even when they're thrown at you during the day, of how you're going to approach those, if you're going to do them right then, or it's something that can be delegated or that needs to be scheduled. Some people have a bad habit of, you know, every time something comes up, they stop what they're doing and they do whatever that is. And unfortunately, that is not a good plan. That's not a viable plan. It'll cause you a lot of stress. So definitely, yeah, planning for me. And if my plan isn't working, then I adjust and fix my plan. Sure. One of the things that I find helpful sometimes is when I'm thinking through a problem is to discuss it out loud with someone. Um, Because sometimes you're able to troubleshoot your own plan. By just talking to someone about what you're thinking and they can being able to hear another perspective sometimes gives you that outside view that you don't have when you're when you're coming up with your own plan. And there's been times where, where I've been talking and someone will say, well, have you thought about it like this? And I'm like, oh, man, I did not. But that's great. I'm glad that you shared that with me and, and it allows me to kind of adjust and continue to move forward. In the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Napoleon states one of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat. I thought that was a powerful sentence because he talks about defeat being temporary. It only becomes permanent when you accept it. When you say, yeah, I've been beat. I'm, you know, I'm done. And it's kind of like in boxing. You don't lose when you get knocked down. And you can get knocked down in every round. And you can turn around and, and still win that fight if you're able to knock the other guy out before the end of the fight. Another paragraph that he, that he wrote in here where he's talking about, kind of we were talking about organized planning. He says, if the first plan which you adopt does not work successfully, replace it with a new plan. If this new plan fails to work, replace it in turn with still another and so on until you find a plan that does work. Right here is the point at which a majority of men meet with failure because of their lack of persistence in creating new plans to take the place of those that fail. The most intelligent man living cannot succeed in accumulating money, nor in any other undertaking, without plans which are practical and workable. Just keep this fact in mind and remember, when your plans fail, that temporary defeat is not permanent failure. That should resonate with a lot of folks because sometimes we have defeat. We have something that happens in our life that we look at that and we say, I have failed. You can have a car repossession. You can have a home foreclosure. You can have a check balance, go through a divorce. All those things are temporary defeats that you can't then say, I'm a failure in life because I had a moment of temporary defeat. The moment that you accept defeat, at that moment, you have failed. I think it's important in understanding success, you must also understand what failure is. So how do you define failure? So... The way that I define failure is by not achieving what you set out to achieve. Say, for example, I set a goal of 
reading five books in a year, and that's my goal. If I don't read those five books in a year, the year's up, then I would look at that as a temporary defeat, as a temporary failure. And then I would look at my next year and say, okay, this year, how am I going to be better? What can I do different? Yeah, what can I do different? So I still want to read my five books, but what am I going to do to make sure that this time I actually achieve it and continue to improve? The truth is failure only happens once you've given up. So the moment that you say, I can't do it, or you know what I'm saying, and and you just give up, I think that's at the point where you have failed. And not really failed in life, but just failed at whatever it is you're trying to achieve at that moment. Um, I know some guys that are scared of heights that, um, you know, when I was in uh, aerosol school, we had a guy that just refi- he wanted to he he wanted to face his fear of of doing a commando rappel off of the tower, and then he got up there with all of us, and when it was time for him to go, he couldn't do it. <laughs> you know, he sat down, was like, "I can't do this," and he slid his he like slid his his butt off the edge, and then dropped down off the rappel rope, and so he didn't do it. That was a failure. That was a point of failure because he's not going to be able to go back and do that again, and not going back and actually doing that is a failure. You've lost an opportunity and you're not going to be able to go back and do that. And so you have to look at something like that and say, okay, I failed at that. And maybe that was something that he was trying to overcome. He was, maybe he was trying to, his objective was to face his fear. Now that he failed in that, it's still a temporary defeat as long as he does other things to try to face his fear. You know, you can look at something and say, well, I failed at that, but that doesn't make me a failure, you know? Um, Missy Yost, a business owner and life hack blogger, lists 19 different definitions of success. Um, not all of these will resonate with listeners, but I think maybe a few will. First one is success is always doing your best. The second is success is setting concrete goals. I think we just uh, went over that when we were talking about you know yeah. planning and, and making lists. Third is success is having a place to call home. Fourth is success is understanding the difference between a need and a want. Five is success is believing you can. Six is success is remembering to balance work with passion. Seven is success is taking care of your needs. Eight is success is learning that you sometimes have to say no. Nine is success is knowing your life is filled with abundance. I want to pause there for a minute because I think sometimes we forget what it is that we actually have. You're that person, you know, when you're younger and you're looking at somebody's life and saying, man, I want that. I wish I could have that. And then you have it. Somebody else is looking at you saying that. And you're still saying, I want to be here. I want to be there. I want to be at the next level. And you forget the abundance that you actually have. Right. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, when I was complaining about my car. And I was like, man, I hate this car. You know, I have, a, I have a Camaro. I have a convertible Camaro and I can't stand it. I, you know, it's a great car. It's just not the car that I want to be driving. And I remember you telling me the car that you don't want is someone else's dream car. And it probably was my dream car at one time. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you forget that you've achieved what you set out to do and uh, and be grateful for what you have. Look at the amount of things that you've accumulated in your life and and the achievements that you've made and be thankful for what it is you have. You can't always keep looking further ahead saying, oh, I'll be happy when I get here or I'll be happy when I get there. You know, once I have a mansion, I'll be happy. You have to learn to be happy with the abundance that you currently have. Absolutely. If you can't be happy with what you have, what's to say you're going to be happy with what you get next? 
I think that's an important lesson, and uh, and that's that's a good one. Success is definitely knowing your life is filled with abundance. Um, number ten is success is understanding you cannot keep what you don't give away. Eleven is success is overcoming fear. Let me pause on that one a little okay. bit, and, and I think this one's important because sometimes we look at fear and we think something scary, right? Like maybe heights or. Um, maybe scared of animals or or something like that. But sometimes you can be afraid to take a chance. You can be afraid to take a risk. You can be afraid to make a decision. That happens in all areas of life, whether it's at work, making a decision. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have those people who they don't want to make a decision without asking all the time. Hey, should I do this? Hey, is it okay if I do this? And you're like, you know what? Make a decision. What's the worst that can happen? Right. If it fails... Then guess what? Then you go back to the drawing board, you reevaluate your plan, and then you go at it again. Right. But, you know, I've also known a lot of folks, um, a lot of people that have come for advice about starting a business or that have talked to us about, you know, owning their own business. And typically what stops you from pulling that trigger is fear. Fear oh, that absolutely. Fear that you won't succeed. Fear that you're going to fail. Fear that it's too hard. And so sometimes you have to face that fear and get over it. I, and I know for me, a big fear for me when I was in the military was retiring. <laughs> hey, that was scary. That was that was a scary yeah, thing for me. The unknown. The unknown of it. You know, for 20 years, you be, you've, you've been told where to go, what to do, how to dress, you know, everything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to get out. Well, who's going to tell me what to do? <laughs> You know, and so that's, that can be a scary thing for a lot of folks, for anybody, anybody who's been in any situation for a long time. Change is scary. And sometimes facing that fear is success. Absolutely. There's success behind that. Absolutely. Number 12 is success is learning something new each day. 13 is success is learning that losing a few battles can help you win a war. 14 is success is loving and being loved back. 15 is success is standing your ground when you believe in something. 16, the success is not giving up. You know, I want to talk about that one because definitely, you know, I tell people all the time, especially when they're when they're kind of struggling or they're kind of feeling down on themselves is if success were easy, everybody would be successful. It's not easy. You know, when you think about the story that you were told when you were little, the, the tortoise and the hare, you know, when I was little, I didn't understand the, the message behind that. Other than that, the turtle just kept going. But really, the the message, how I understand it now is, you know, you don't give up. You don't look at the person next to you and say they're better or they're faster. Or you say, you know what? I don't care what that person over there is doing. I'm going to be the best me and I'm going to keep going. Even if it hurts, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's, if it's not what I'm used to. I'm just going to keep at it. And I really think that that is a huge predictor of success for somebody, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, when you're looking at something that's difficult and something that's challenging, giving up is always the easy route. It's always the default behavior. It's always the thing that you can do without any thought. It's laying in bed and not getting out of bed, sitting down where you should be standing up. There's there's a lot of instances in my life where I've thought about giving up. I think we all go through those moments where things are just so challenging that it for a second it flashes through our brains as like, right. you know, just quit. Just don't even worry about it. Don't even go to work today. Some of the jobs that I've hated the most or that I just really didn't want to do. Yeah. I've learned the most from. I've grown the most from. And if I would have just tapped out 
because it got uncomfortable, I would have never learned those lessons. I would have never been able to experience what I experienced. Sure. I'll share a story with you from when I was at Amazon. I had to present at the operations manager's meeting every morning. And I remember that my uh, my boss, my, the senior ops who, who I reported to, he um, he was upset. I did a terrible <laughs> job. It was my very first meeting, by the way, but I did a terrible <laughs> job presenting. And he uh, pulled me out of the office. He says, hey, I need, need to talk to you. And so I went into the office with him and he, uh, he sat me down and he, and he said, I expected more from you. Before you came to us, you were a director and the performance that you had in that meeting is substandard. I expect you to you know, know all these metrics. I expect you to you know, present better. At that moment, I didn't feel like all the feedback was legit, but I did feel like some of it was legit. And so I looked at that and I said, okay, I can take this feedback, I can take these five points that he just kind of pointed out of the things that I was screwing up as an ops manager, and I can focus on the ones that I feel are sound and I can work on those. And then the ones that are not sound, I just can, can ignore those and I can just try to improve. But the point of giving up was I had a, a coworker of mine who came to me and was like, hey man, I know you're having a tough time in this department. I know this is outside your comfort zone. I can pull you to this other department and it'll be easier for you. And for for someone with a weak mind, that might've been a solution. Somebody, somebody who didn't have the intestinal fortitude to face a challenge, may have looked at that as a as an escape and say, well, that'll be a lot easier. But I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to either sink or I'm going to swim in this department. I'm either going to figure this out or I'm going to completely fail giving it 100%. And I'm going to tell you, in less than six months, I was the best guy they had in, in that department <laughs> because I made it a, a priority. And I'm going to tell you, the reason why I got that feedback is because I wasn't giving it 100%. I was giving it 50%, 75% maybe, and I wasn't really trying. But when I got called out on it, I'm not, I'm not going to fail. You know what I'm saying? I'm really going to buckle down and I'm going to do what I need to do. And it, it paid dividends. Definitely a good example of an opportunity where I could have given up real easily, but not given up made me successful. Number 17 is success is celebrating small victories. 18 is success is never letting disability hold you back. And number 19 is success is understanding that you control your destiny. I actually want to touch on that real quick because I hear people say things like um, so-and-so did this to me or this happened. And so if you look at the grand scheme of things in your life, you really are the author of your own destiny. So like the story you just told, you could have taken his feedback and said, man, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then just continued on doing how you were doing. You wouldn't have gotten better. You also could have taken what he said and it, you know, said, well, screw this. I'm out of here and left again. You wouldn't have had that opportunity to get better, but you made a choice and that choice was yours. So the choice was yours to either fold or continue on to press on and to, and to amp up your game. And, you know, sometimes like I welcome challenges from other people because when when I have somebody like I can tell you hands down that I can outwork just about anybody and so when I when I find somebody who works like I do I take it as a challenge I'm right. like uh-oh this person's testing my game I gotta step my game up and if you never have somebody that tests your game it's unfortunate it's truly unfortunate but you are the author and in control of your destiny for sure 
Absolutely. And a lot of things that happen in your life that you can't control, uh, you can either look at those as something that cripples you or something that empowers you and makes you better and stronger. Absolutely. As we wrap it up, the bottom line here is that success can be measured in more than one or two ways. Money, fame, and titles aren't true measurements of success unless they are goals that you've established and achieved. True success comes from identifying a goal or objective, creating a plan to achieve that goal, revising that plan when you encounter temporary defeat, and eventually achieving your goal by giving 100% towards that end. I'd like to invite our listeners to purchase the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, there will be a link attached on this podcast. And even though the uh, this is a this is a dated book, it was written in 1937, uh, and it has some skewed perspective due to the relevancy of time. Principles in this book remain sound in terms of how to achieve success in life. Um, additionally, I encourage our listeners to make it a habit to set smart, specific goals, to create a plan to achieve that goal and revise that plan as needed, and pursue your goals until you've achieved them. Don't quit. It's time to stop defining success by the definition of others and to begin understanding that success is defined by what is important and valued by our values, our why, and by what is important to us. 